0: Creativity is experimenting, growing, taking risks, breaking rules, making mistakes, and having fun. Mary Lou Cook. On today's episode of Bring a Creativity, we are joined with Kathy Young. Kathy is the founder of Rekindle Communications, a copywriting studio that breathes life into your message one word at a time. Kathy brings her two plus years of marketing agency experience to ambitious and hardworking creatives who value connections as much as they do conversions. Between wordsmithing and Chick-fil-A trips, you'll find her in the back patio enjoying a smoky fire pit with her husband and golden doodle, both of whom are old souls. Hi, Kathy. How are you?
1: Hey, I'm so good. How are you?
0: I'm doing great. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so excited to discuss copywriting with you. Yes.
1: I'm so looking forward to this conversation. It's going to be good.
0: First and foremost, before we even get into the copywriting and all that juicy stuff, I wanted to ask you what your go-to coffee or tea order is.
1: Yeah. It's funny that you mentioned that because when you had shared the question ahead of time, I was like, hmm, do I have one? But then I realized <laughs> I do. <laughs> so I have two, one that I recently came up with. So one is really basic, but it's just the pink drink at Starbucks. So it's like strawberry acai with like coconut milk, I think. It's so good. It's so good. And I love eating the little strawberries at the that at the end end of your cup. Yeah. It's like a little surprise and delight thing. So I really love the pink drink. And then cafe con leche is really good for me too.
0: Interesting. I love how you have two that Mm -hmm. we need the diversity.
1: That's what we need. Sometimes (laughs) I want a little sweet and then sometimes I want savory, you know, so I like having the balance.
0: (laughs) Exactly. And I'm not going to lie. I do have those days where I want my drink to be real sweet. And if I'm going to Starbucks, that is a really good one. So if we could start with your story, I think I just want to learn so much more about you and how you got into like brand messaging and copywriting. Like please share all of the details.
1: Yeah, so I started entrepreneurship in doing social media management. So I was basically handling like six to eight clients at a time doing content. Basically found out that it was something I did not enjoy. And so I had to pivot out of that quickly. I knew I wanted to, you know, do writing in some or fashion like with entrepreneurship. And so I was aware of copywriting, I was just afraid to take the plunge at the time. But then after a certain amount of time doing like social media management, I realized, okay, I really need to take this leap because I love who I'm working with. But it just wasn't aligning with me. It just wasn't work that I was enjoying. So I eventually knew I've always known that like writing was going to be part of my career path in some way, shape or form, like even when I was little. So When I went into entrepreneurship, I knew I wanted to include it in some type of way. And I, you know, worked at a marketing agency at a certain point, I was doing content writing. And so I started considering like, well, what if I kind of go back to the basics and really just focus on what I love most, which is like writing. And so I did, I kind of pivoted into copywriting and it felt really great. But then I kind of realized that there are so many other copywriters and there's so many other people (laughs) who do what I do. And other people who do like what they do, there's just a lot of saturation, I feel like in the space, or at least it can feel like if you feel confused. So I, I eventually started finding some copywriters and some other people who I really admired. And I started to think like, what is it about them that really resonates with me and like connects me to them? And I realized it was like their branding. It was their brand messaging. It was like their brand voice. It was how they were showing up online. And I just found that so interesting to me that there's just such a wide variety of ways to show up, even though all of us are doing like the same thing. And so that's kind of what got me really interested in brand messaging on top of copywriting. And I feel like they both work together like so beautifully, especially when it comes to creating your website or just like copy in general. But that's kind of what got me into it. And yeah, I've been doing it ever since. There's so many
0: things I want to ask you though, because like this <laughs> is the m- moment you opened your mouth to talk about your story. It was just like, wow, that's relatable. Well, that's relatable. That's relatable. Um, I'm actually, I'm actually going to go way back just because I want to ask you one question. I actually haven't asked anybody yet. So you were in social media management and I have a lot of friends who are in this industry and you know, it's hard and a lot yeah. of people don't realize how hard it is, but it's hard because you're not only handling the writing aspect, you're not only handling the styling aspect, like creating the graphics and making sure that everything looks beautiful all together, right. but you're also doing engagement. And, then, and so you're mm-hmm. like communicating with people on an ongoing basis. And then you want to make sure that you're being, you know, tuning into the analytics and it's right. just, it's so busy. And you said you were handling like six to eight clients. And for me as a graphic designer and web designer, I'm handling a lot on the go too. So I wanted to ask you like, in terms of, how many clients you took on then, how many you're taking on now. Have you learned to delegate a bit more and ensure that you're not just like overworking yourself consistently? Because I know social media managing can feel like that.
1: Yeah, yeah. So- when it comes to what I'm working on now. So I do have like some people I work with month to month for like content. Yeah. and um, like up, upkeep with their like content, like for newsletters or for, I'll do, I'll do social captions now, but I won't do anything. I won't touch Beyond the that. Instagram app. Right. Don't blame you. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, um, I've got that. And, um, so I do have a virtual assistant that helps me a lot with like my copy projects. So I'll have her help me with onboarding, like sending gifts, also like transcribing interviews I do for market research. And I'll also outsource things like the copy editing. And, and I'm even considering now thinking about outsourcing like the research side of things so I can focus on like just the writing itself. So I definitely have had a lot more freedom because I, well, one, because I made the pivot and I'm, now I'm doing more of what I love, which means you know more people are kind of finding out about what I'm doing. So it's given me room to like outsource a lot more and it's helpful to have a team member too to kind of be helping me. So we're kind of in it to get together kind of thing. So um, yeah, and she helps me with some of my content writing clients too. So definitely understanding the power of like delegating a lot more. (laughs) Yeah. Like everything's a life
0: lesson too. Like when I first started, I almost refused to bring on any team member. I'm like, I can do it myself and have like, Mm -hmm. you know, 12 to 15 clients monthly. It's okay. And then I learned real quick. I'm like, that is not happening. Like, thank God for my assistant, even on the podcast. It's, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you need help sometimes. And that's the thing about, you know, being an entrepreneur, like you're pivoting all the time and you made, you made the leap, but through social media, I guess you discover that you love the writing component the most, out, yeah. like out of anything. So at least it led you to this, which is absolutely crazy to be, you know, talking about and just to even learn more about you. And the brand messaging component is really interesting to me and how you discovered you love that. Because yeah, it's such a it this like online saturated market. is just, you know, it's huge. It's massive. It's, it's busy. It's overwhelming. <laughs> it's populated. Like, I don't know how else to explain it. And, but like pretty much every word that just describes it's busy. Like, I just feel like everything mm-hmm. to do with the digital workspace, it's just, it's, it's hectic. Right. And honestly, it's hard to find a niche it's hard mm-hmm. to find a niche. And it's for me, it, it makes me happy to hear that you found something that made you extremely happy and that you can put a lot of your focus and attention into brand messaging while working in the copywriting industry. That's something that captivated me as well. It was the overall branding thing because you're helping to tell somebody and tell their audience their story. Everybody right. has a unique story, and that's the only thing that allows us to stand out. And I like how you related to that. And to add to that, when you're telling someone's brand message, It doesn't even need to be salesy because Mm -hmm. you're just telling somebody's story. And I feel like that would, I I am no copywriter and I get asked that all the time. Do you do copywriting or can you help me with my tagline or my mission or anything? I'm like, oh my God, no, I cannot help you. (laughs) But I love branding. Like I love, you know, the design component, but I cannot help you write it. So, how do you allow for creative expression through copy that doesn't sound salesy when trying to translate a brand message?
1: Yeah. So it's so funny, because I feel like people just don't want to be salesy. But like, that's the one thing that people focus on the most. Like, Mm -hmm. if there's anything, I just don't want to be salesy. And so I think for me, I, first and foremost, I have to come from a place of understanding that like selling is serving. And I know that sounds so cliche, but it's no, it's a good point. Yeah, because it gives people freedom to really step into their gift that they've been given and have full confidence that they can serve someone. Now, of course, there's throw marketing tactics out there and twisting the knife when it comes to pain points and stuff like that. I think that's usually what really draws in like red flags when it comes to being salesy. Yeah. So I I definitely think when it comes to trying to avoid that, is well, one, you want to come from a place of empowering your audience rather than making them feel like less than because they're not working with you. So it's almost like you're not necessarily forcing them to choose you. You're just trying to empower them with a the decision. So it, it comes from like, okay, am I the person for you? If I am, that's great. If not, then that's great too. I mean it's not as great, but I mean, <laughs> hey, it's great <laughs> because, you know, you're doing you. You're being like informed with your decision and that's a good thing. So, I think that's something really important to keep in mind. And then as far as like the creative expression side of it with the brand messaging, a lot of times when I'm doing brand messaging, there's like recurring themes or kind of these like concepts or ideas or pillars that are really important for someone. So, I'll make an effort With them or like through my own brand to kind of bring them out and to add like a human element to things that way it doesn't come like when you make the ask, it's not coming out of left field. It's still like friendly and it's still coming from a place of wanting to connect with them because a lot of times, especially in the online space, people really invest in people that they align with when it comes to their values and kind of seeing themselves in that person that they're investing in. So I'll pull out a lot of those core elements. And then, of course, trying to be friendly when it comes to, you know, what are some words or phrases that you normally say when you're talking with someone? How can we bring that out into the writing so people can recognize that it's you and that you're not just making this ask and being really cold about it? So those are a few ways I try to keep that creativity without trying to sound super salesy.
0: Yeah. And I think like when people don't reach out to a copywriter, I can actually tell the difference, to be honest, when I land on their website, because it, I will talk to them on the phone. I'm like, wow, you're so personal. How come your website and your emails just don't convey that? Mm-hmm. And then it it completely changed the experience for me because, you know, their portfolio or their services might speak volumes. And but for some reason, I'm realizing the phrasing of things. I'm like, oh, this is kind of like cold. And I want to know that I'm going to have a lasting relationship with this person. So like you said, like trying to ensure that it's not going to feel like robotic and you're not working with a computer, like you're working with a real life person that right. wants to help you. And mm-hmm. I, I love how much copywriting ties into graphic design because realistically yeah. graphic design is like a pro like a solution to a problem and when you're conveying your designs to your target audience you have to keep the target audience in mind because how does your service fix their problem or make their life easier and through copywriting that's how that message gets across as to mm-hmm. how they can fix people's problems or make their life easier so it's really important to like highlight so many details that comes with it. And I know that it it can get a little hectic. And I actually, while you were talking, it was leading me to think, I have to remain super organized as a graphic designer. (laughs) Like I have to send off documentation that allows me to understand everything about their business before I can even get started. And if I don't get some things, I'm like, great. I don't know as much as I really thought I would like to know about you before I even can start even thinking about designing for you. Like, do you have to ask a series of questions in order to understand everything?
1: And do you need branding done beforehand or can you work backwards? Yeah. Ooh, it's funny because if you reach out to different copywriters, they'll say different things. Um, because some people, you know, I don't think there's necessarily a wrong answer, but when it comes to my stance, I definitely think you do need branding in the beginning. And, I think a lot of copywriters in general do see the power of branding. I think there's just a difference as to like how much they go into it with you, mm-hmm. depending on like what you need. So I do think that you do need branding to begin with, and that's why I'm so drawn to like graphic designers and and web designers who do this type of work with clients because when I have that legwork, it makes my job so much easier. Versus, and I mean, of course, I love it, but it is important because you're when you're you know creating a business and a message. A lot of times it's coming from like a a unique perspective. You've got a personality and like a brand voice. And those are all things that are discovered through your brand messaging. Not just like, okay, yes, you offer the service, but what else? What makes you different than like the 10,000 people who do the same thing as you do? Hey, creatives. Are you looking to start a podcast?
0: Buzzbroke made it so easy for brewing up creativity to launch our creative podcast series. It gets your show listed in every major podcast platform with just a click of a button. All you have to do is record and have fun. Following the link in this episode's show notes, let's Buzzsprout know we sent you. Gets you a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan and helps support our show.
1: Happy podcasting. So I, I definitely agree that you need branding in the beginning. I have like different processes where like I'll do a light version or like a heavy version if someone wants like a guide to kind of take it with them and like share it with their onboarding team members or future contractors. But it's always included in some way or shape in my process. And my questionnaire is pretty lengthy. It's funny, because I'll get like comments like, Oh, my gosh, this is so long. But like, this is amazing. Like, thank you so much. (laughs) I already feel better and more clear, you know, so I think that clarity is so important. And a lot of times people don't take the time to think about their business in that way. And so I think just taking a moment to think about it is really important, which is why I do believe you need the branding in the beginning.
0: Yeah, I'm glad you said that. And like you said, like there are copywriters that can work backwards or will work backwards and they'll, you know, they'll, they'll do their best to accommodate their clients' needs. But when I get asked about copywriting or if I can even do it or someone that I know, I always say, like, can we finish your branding first? Because honestly, right. they need to understand everything about you. And like, I would rather see something visually before I would even want to think about writing a story for somebody or trying to bring these visuals into like a verbal form in a written right. form like so yeah I'm glad you said that because I feel like I would have such a hard time working backwards if that was the case I've actually ha- I've had clients that got their copywriting done beforehand and they're like hey would you like to read this before you start and then I and I read the copy and like well this is great because it really highlights your story, but it doesn't align with the answers you put in the questionnaire for your mm. your actual visual identity. And it gets really confusing sometimes to try and understand what people want. But you know what? The thing is, you and I and anybody in this industry can expect our clients to know how to work in the best way possible, especially when they're first time business owners, which is why like I love doing this podcast because it's just kind of like a resource and a tool to allow people to know like, hey, this is the steps that you could take and it's going to make your life so much easier. And investing in a copywriter makes your life so much easier. Let me just throw that in Mm. ahead of time.
1: Yeah, no, I, like I said, I think because a lot of people say like, oh, you need the copy first and, or, oh, you need to start with like a designer first. And I think it really depends because there are just like so many moving factors, but either way, whether it is with a copywriter or with a web designer and brand strategist, you need the branding piece in some way, shape or form. Yeah that has to come first and then you can move forward. Otherwise you just won't be clear. So I totally feel you on that. (laughs) Definitely. And like one of the most important questions that, that
0: I always make sure to ask is who is your target audience? And throughout, if they're like my branding client, I end up creating like this target persona. And these are like these different types of people that found them and like, you know, word with them. Obviously they're imaginary and they're not real, but you know, at some point they will be real. And I love to create and, you know, mock those people up and like put a little stock photo. on like, this is Mary Susan or like, it's so <laughs> Good ridiculous. Old Good <laughs> old Mary, but Mary's great. Mary loved working with you. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and I love doing that. So I've always wondered like, how do you align your writing style with your target audience? And I know that question's broad, but how do you phrase things specifically for each type of ideal client or customer?
1: Yeah. It's really interesting because sometimes I will have clients come to me and they're like, oh, I need help with my website. And I'll look at it and I'm like, wow, this is really great. Why do you need help? And they're like, oh, because it's not attracting my ideal client and it's not speaking. It doesn't align with me. So it's interesting and it it sounds almost counterintuitive, but you do have to start by understanding who you are and what your values are and kind of starting from there. Because a lot of times we want to attract the people who, and obviously we're going to work with all different types of people, right? And it's, you're not ever going to have the same amazing, you know, dream client come to you every single time, everyone's different. But having that clarity around, what is really important to me when it comes to how I operate my business and how I show up in the world, like, and do the people I'm trying to attract align with the same thing? Because, for example, I I just set up like an email sequence for myself, and I had like an email go out about how I really enjoy game nights and Farkle and Netflix and Chick Fil A and, and things like that. And I had someone <laughs> reach out to me and say like Oh my gosh, I love this. This is amazing." And so, and of course, that's just a small example, but having Clarity around how you want to show up first and your writing style first can almost bring more clarity around the type of person that you want to attract. And sometimes, you know, you might be different than the audience that you're trying to attract, but a lot of times there's an underlying theme or connection between you two that draws them to you. So being really clear on that and your unique value proposition is really important to helping with the writing style. And I think too, when it comes to writing style, Some people, when it comes to branding, a lot of times, you know, on the copy side of things, that's just your brand voice coming out. So whether you are the type of person who likes to be, you know, brash and like have personality and like really be out there, or if you're like kind of more quietly reserved or like have the subtle confidence to you, either way, if you're leaning into something that aligns with you, the, the people that you will attract, your target audience Will resonate with that, so I know it sounds like yeah. backwards almost, but you do really have to have that clarity from yourself first, and then kind of see in your target audience how do you align, and then how can we use language that kind of connects those two? Because it's almost like a Venn diagram. There's you, there's them, and then there's your brand voice, which kind of is, kind of is in the middle. So that's usually how I like to think about it. So being really clear on you, but then also finding ways to be clear on what your target audience needs, and then finding the connection between the two.
0: I'm going to tell you something. I learned something from your bio that you sent me and it was something I didn't even expect to learn and then while you were talking it allowed it just solidified what I had learned. So I was reading your bio and I realized that you are very personal Like, I love how you were like, hey, my dog and my husband are old souls and (laughs) I have a golden doodle and you can catch me at Chick-fil-A and beyond what I do for a living, this is who I am. And if we have something in common in terms of, you know, I'm like, oh, I have a multi-poo. So it's like, you know, my dog is 50% your dog. <laughs> so right, basically. Was, <laughs> yeah. And I was, I was just laughing at that because I'm like, I never, when someone asks for a bio from me, I'm like, yeah, I'm a Toronto uh, graphic designer and this is what I do and why I do it. But I'm never like, hey, I'm obsessed with coffee. So why don't we just hop on a virtual coffee? You know, I do say overly caffeinated a lot on my website, but if I'm sending somebody my bio, I never include that. And it makes me think, why not? Like That's how people know me. And if you look at my photography, you see me with a cup of coffee in my hand, but why is it not in my bio? So I learned something from you just by reading your bio that, hey, I need to be a bit more personal because like you said, if I'm more specific with my writing about who I am, then I can start reflecting it to my clients because I need mm-hmm. to think about myself first. So I wanted to let
1: you know that ahead of
0: time that I, that I noticed that about you.
1: Oh, that makes me so happy. Yeah, they definitely are. My husband and my dog are both old souls. My, my dog's like 13 years old, really old guy. But, oh but, it, but it is, I know. But it's so true though, because a lot of times we hear your message has to be about your audience and it's absolutely true. But if you don't have clarity around who you are and what makes you different and really holding your ground in that, you'll really have nothing to attract people to. You know what I mean? Yeah. So having that clarity is really important.
0: Random question for you. Because yeah. I don't ask this often, but I have pet peeves, like pet peeves in the graphic design world. I'm like, oh, that's such a common mistake. Like, why did they space their logo like that? What's your biggest <laughs> pet peeve of within like brand messaging and copywriting before the person reaches out to you that you
1: just notice universally that's for some reason people love to do? Ooh. You know, one phrase that I hear really often is. I want to help you do X, Y, Z so you can do what you best and do what you love and live a life that you love. (laughs) I think that drives me insane because I'm like, oh, I've seen it so much. I've seen it so much. And people say it a lot. And so I think that's probably, I know that's kind of specific, but that's one thing that I'm like, oof, if I could stay away from anything, it's definitely that because it's just so overused at this point.
0: There's a lot of overused elements out there within branding and goes back right to your point that it's just a saturated space. But like, I think when people don't know these, I don't know, tools and skills into writing, copywriting that converts, they just utilize these like sentences that just like they saw it somewhere and they're like, Hey, it's good for me because hopefully it'll translate with somebody else. But yeah, I know as soon as you said that sentence, I laughed in my head. Well, actually I'd laughed out loud too, but I was (laughs) just thinking like, Oh my God, people... People do say that a lot. Now that I think about it, like I can name like so many people off the top of my head. So that's that's a really good pet peeve. I have too many. And I did like um I did a reel the other I which I don't do enough. I did a reel the other day of like people with their logos. And how they, like, usually are doing something in Canva or even, like, Microsoft Mm -hmm. Word and, like, these random program Procreate. um, And then they'll finally reach out to get a professional logo. But I did something like that because I was, like, one of those random, like, irks that I can just tell when someone has a Canva logo over, like, a professional logo. So that was actually just something that came into my head randomly that I wanted to ask you. Before Mm -hmm. we wrap up, I wanted to talk to you about how obviously you've made a lot of impact and growth since you first started your business. Like we're constantly, as entrepreneurs, we're constantly growing like each and every single month on a quarterly basis and year. Yeah. What's one thing you would tell your younger self before getting into copywriting and starting your own business?
1: I think I would tell myself to not wait for permission and to simply make and take action and that confidence in what I'm doing and or. You, if I'm talking to my younger self, confidence in what you're doing, (laughs) that comes at the end. It comes through the action. It comes through being uncomfortable and doing things that you normally wouldn't. So I think that's the biggest thing I would tell my younger self. Just feeling confident is not something that comes. It's something that is earned through time. And to not really wait for someone to tell you to do what you want and to just kind of take ownership of your life. and do it sooner than you realize. I think we fall into that trap a lot as
0: entrepreneurs, like just feeling so down on ourselves in the beginning because we're not where we want to be yet. And then just playing that comparison game. So understanding that confidence comes with time is actually a really good point. I love that. So Mm -hmm. thank you for that little piece of advice because definitely is relatable for anybody at any time. So with that, are there any upcoming projects that the listeners can go for?
1: Yeah. So I've got a resource that I can share. So it's a little guide around how to instantly improve your web copy in an afternoon. So it's just really action packed things that you can do to elevate your web copy, even if it's just a smidge. So that's a resource that I am happy to share. And then as far as connecting with me, my website is rekindlecommunications.com and I'm usually hanging out on Instagram at rekindle underscore communication. So you can chat with me there too. But yeah, pretty much that. And then just continuing to work with amazing people, amazing clients. So that's pretty much all that's going on over here.
0: Lovely. I love to hear it. And for anybody listening that's interested in having the resource, I'll put it down in the show notes or some information as to how to access the resource. And just want to let you know that I feel like my clients are going to find that very useful, very, very useful. So um, yeah. thank you. Thank you for being generous and wanting to give something away.
1: Yeah, no, of course. I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful that it'll be helpful to a lot of people. Thank you so much for joining me. Um,
0: I, this was such a fun time and I enjoyed discussing copywriting more than I initially thought.
1: <laughs> nice, I love that. Thank you so much again for having me.
0: <laughs> Thank you for listening into this week's episode of Brewing Up Creativity. Have you been loving our recent episodes? It would mean a lot if you could leave us a review on your favorite podcasting platform. If you're also wondering how you can join us on the podcast, reach out to us at info at brewing or fill out an inquiry form, which can be found on Instagram at brewing where the link is in our bio.